This is an ABC podcast. When you think of tech, innovation, cybersecurity, you might not think of Belmont Library. Do you listen to podcasts um, online? On, on the computer? On the computer, yeah, or um, oh, your smartphone. We can download the ABC app. Yes, and, and then you can listen. That's you get all your podcasts and things. You oh, I've often wondered how you did that. Yeah. Every Thursday morning, mentors set up down here in a quiet corner to help older folks out with their technology questions. Folks like Beth and Keith Garnham. We're trying to convert our photographic slides onto the computer. Mm -hmm. What sort of things are you learning? Technical problems with the computer and our mobiles. So Yeah, so it's both, both the computers and the phones. Mm. Yes. They all sort of work together, don't they? (laughs) That's it. Belmont Library is on the front lines of protecting people from scammers and hackers on the wild, wild web. What do you know about hackers or anything like that? Have you ever heard that term or understand what that is? Yeah, he was a a fellow in a a TV show, wasn't he? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Kaya Hanley, and today on the Newcastle Hunter Catch-Up... We're cracking the code, talking about online safety with Real Deal Hacker. I just think it's someone who is good at making computers do things they were not meant to do. <laughs> and then I think you've got good ones and you've got bad ones. But like literally at its core, it's it's how can I make this website, this computer, this app do something it should not do. If Belmont Library is your beginner level tech user, then Sam Crowther is like expert times a thousand. How did you learn to hack? Uh, honestly, complete accident. Sam was just your average Waratah teen who liked computers when he began mucking around online. Honestly, it was like it was an accident. I was just, I was curious one day on this like little website where I noticed there was like something in the, the URL that kept changing. And I was like, oh, what happens if I change that? Sam had found a backdoor. A gateway into the language that runs the internet. Hacking was once cool. The ultimate. Someone with sunglasses, an iconic coach sitting in front of a computer with racing green binary code on the screen. It had a vibe around it, you know? But Sam was just a bored kid in his bedroom with a newfound power at his fingertips. Wondering, you know, how many websites could I do this to? What else could I do to this whole website? Uh, You know, it was the usual, oh, this is interesting. What's next? Can I do this? Can I do this? It started small, but Sam kept escalating to more and more secure websites just to see what he could do. And more often than not, he'd find a way in. So he began leaving breadcrumbs for the website owners, letting them know how to be a bit more secure. It was interesting, and I was like, all right, here's how, here's how they could change things so that I couldn't do this in the future, and I'd send it. Imagine a burglar getting into your house and then leaving you a note explaining what locks you need to put on your windows. Yeah, I got into it quite young and was a little bit mischievous uh, through, you know, probably pushing the boundaries and what uh, what's considered okay a little too far once or twice. Sam was pretty good at pushing those boundaries, though. So good that he ended up drawing some attention from the cyber security folks down in Canberra. You started working with, was it the Signals Directorate? It was, yeah. And so were they asking you to try to break things to see where things could be broken? They 
They like people who can break things. That's, yeah, they like, that's what If I told want. you, I'd have to kill you. That's the vibe I'm getting yeah. at the moment. I ended up doing some work with some of our friends at one of the agencies down in Canberra, which was very interesting. And they sort of showed me that you need to be on the good side. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I stayed on the good side ever since then. Sam might stay resolutely on the good side of the hacking equation, but there are people out there using their knowledge of technology for their own personal gain. Think about the Optus hack or the Medibank data breach, big scale attacks on companies to grab your data, all the way down to smaller targeted personal scams. Back in Belmont Library, digital mentors are on the front lines of cyber defence. Everybody comes in with different problems. A lot of it, it's emails. Sometimes I do a lot of cleaning up of the phone, uh, showing them how to set up homepages, what to do with apps. And Janice Hunt volunteers here at Belmont Library, taking people through everything they need to know on the interwebs. How often does that sort of e-safety, that security element, come into what you're teaching and talking about as well? Because I guess it's always there. It's generally when we're doing emails more than anything, and I talk to them about what type of emails they should expect and mm. what if what they might get if they in phone calls. Beth and Keith Garnham are vigilant and they kind of have to be. Senior citizens, unfortunately, are more often targets, getting pressured by people pretending to be everything from energy companies all the way through to government agencies. I felt that everything was safe, mm. but um, one of the librarians spoke to us about putting our details onto cloud. We don't know anything about that. Mm. But when you think of internet banking, Mm. that sounds a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Are you doing a lot of sort of the internet banking and and that sort of stuff these days? Yes. Do you ever stop to think about, you know, some of the emails you might see coming through or some of the links you see coming through and wonder if they're, you know, legitimate or not? I don't recall seeing them on computer, Mm. but we get them on our home phone. But even the most careful people can fall victim to tricks that evolve to slip under your radar. I've had that email with your, I think it was, hi, it's your your son or something. Uh, I know my kids wouldn't actually front me like that. (laughs) But... It was. It's very realistic, and if that's what you're used to getting, that type of email, hey, mm. mum, I need, mm. I need five dollars. Is that okay or mm. whatever? Mm. Yes, it's very realistic. And it's still a point of shame for people that they can get caught by these traps by people using devices and technology that you assume are safe. I have a sister have. Really, tell me what happened. It was very. Uh, um, it was very uh, well, very well presented. Yeah. She ended up very upset. You don't need to tell me that there is a lot going down on the internet. This isn't just an age thing. It can happen to anyone. I'm so hyper aware of potential threats. I respond to nothing. My bank actually emails me. Yeah, I'm not getting back to you. This is a problem for all internet users, even if you think you know what's up when it comes to e-safety. It's it's a bad world of full of people who want to make money exploiting other people, but you know what? (laughs) We can't stop it. Uh, Yeah, which is good. After Sam's brush with the big dogs in Canberra, he ended up starting his own internet security business called Casada. It helps big businesses keep their websites and mobile apps safe. 
What do we see as the people using it if Casada's involved? You see nothing. That's <gasps> beauty. Magic. I know. I would I would be willing to bet that basically every internet user in Australia touches our software every week. Really? Yeah. And yeah. we have no idea. No idea, yeah. Good security online is a case of the duck on the water. Smooth sailing on the surface with a lot of unseen paddling underneath. The threat of hacking, of people trying to do bad things, it's always going to be there, as breaches like Optus and Medibank remind us. Look, I think a lot of companies have gotten a lot better, right? The, the reality is it's never going to go away completely. Like, there's too much money in it. That's, that is just un, unfortunately the case. Mm. The number of breaches does seem to be going down. Like companies okay. are more and more steps, which is awesome. Unfortunately, though, it doesn't always work. Like there are there are humans involved, humans make mistakes, and that's what we've sort of seen recently. But what's really improved between now and even five years ago is A, they're admitting it, right? Five years ago, this would have been swept under the rug. Absolutely. Most major businesses. Whereas at least now they're being proactive and sharing and working to remediate. It's good to see shared responsibility, and the reality is it is everyone's responsibility, right? Fortunately, the companies, you know, have a lot more money to spend on the problem, so they can generally do way more, which is great for us as consumers. <laughs> companies are taking more responsibility on a broader scale, but they can't stop everything from getting through. It's still part of the puzzle to make sure that you're not responding to that email from the Nigerian prince or transferring money to your new WhatsApp contact. How does... Um being here at the library and working with, you know, mentors like Janice make you feel a little bit more confident and comfortable online? Yeah, we, now we can um, make our mistakes in a quite confident manner. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, 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 it's not the end of the earth. We work, we can find out that can, there's a ways around those things. Yeah, absolutely. Janice, are you teaching Keith how to be the next hacker? Definitely not. <laughs> The Newcastle Hunter Catch-Up is produced on a Awabakal country. It's presented and produced by me, Kaya Handley, produced by Toby Hemmings, Nick Lowther is the supervising producer, and Bridget Murphy, our digital producer. If you like the pod, give us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Or tell your mates. We'll be back next week with more local stories from around Newcastle and the Hunter Valley. Hello, I'm Virginia Trioli, and just before you jump into your next episode, I'd like to invite you to listen to my new podcast, You Don't Know Me, where I spend time with people you've seen on stage and screen, the ones you've heard on the radio or grown up with over the years, and who you think you already know so well. But do you really? So each week, I ask one person my seven set questions, and there have been some pretty unexpected answers. I love Emily and Paris. Oh, do you? Yes, love it. And I thought to myself, I said, Brian, why are you smiling? And I went, because you're liking it, aren't you? <laughs> You'll discover the moments that have made these remarkable Australians who they are. Once that moment happened in my life where I realised, oh, everyone's been lying, that really meant, because it was right at my pre-teen years, so that, I carried that for a long, long time. So I'd love you to take a deep dive with me into what really matters for the biggest names in entertainment, sport, business, politics and more. I thought this was just a regular conversation. I forget there's a microphone between us. <laughs> you Don't Know Me with me, Virginia Trioli. Now available on the ABC Listen app.